0: Welcome to Backing Paper, episode number 70. It's Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day. Rach, happy Yay! Worldwide Pinhole
1: Photography Day. You too, Graham. you too. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy um, that it's it's actually today. All this build-up, it's been brilliant. I'm so um, looking forward to going and doing more pinholing today. Can you remember, was it maybe two years ago, you and I were actually together on World... Well, Pinhole Photography Day. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, thing.
0: I certainly do. We had been. I'd been helping you shoot a wedding the day before, and right. um, yeah, and it, it was timed to perfection, wasn't it? So we could go and actually enjoy doing it yeah. afterwards.
1: When we were allowed to meet in person, and we went to the local park, and we uh, I I was shooting with my uh, Ilford Obscura, uh, my large format four x five on paper Nick. That was. Great, right. and I think you had um, an Ondu with you, didn't
0: you? I did. I had my Ondu six by twelve with me, um, which is always a good time. And uh, and also, we made before we went out. Um, we made, as you do, I think, in some of your um, pinhole workshops. We made mm-hmm. some. Uh, what, what, what's uh, yeah? I made for,
1: pinhole viewer.
0: Pin, uh, no, not pinhole viewer. No,
1: we, we made pinhole camera, didn't we? We made That's pinhole right. cameras
0: out of um, yes. like food takeaway. P- takeaway trace. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. Yes, that was that's right. great fun because
1: that's what i was uh i was developing actually at that point i was probably i had the idea about developing the um analog adventure kit uh with the pinhole viewer and the cyanotype cards and things like that but um I, ha- I wasn't delivering it as a workshop whereas i was delivering like a pinhole camera building thing um from a takeaway tray so i thought that would be fun we should do that and then go out with those and shoot with those as well so we did it was lots of lovely fun wasn't it so that was well, Two years ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um so today's uh World Pinhole Photography Day is a slightly different kettlefish, as you might say. Um, but nonetheless
0: awesome. Yeah. And I'll say one thing, the sun's a lot more shiny today than it was two years ago when we were doing (laughs) it. It was quite grey and miserable then. But today it's oh, it's glorious sunshine. So this is this is gonna be a good pinholing day. Um, I can feel so uh we, we're recording this early because we've got pinholing stuff to do, frankly. We've got pinhole stuff to do. Um, and we might actually... I'm going to try and shove this out early as well. Um, Rach, yeah. OK, let's start with your exciting plans yeah. and what's turned up this week. Because, oh, my God.
1: <sighs> oh, my God. I had the... I mean, I've been in proper happy tears this week. I was blubbing <laughs> so much over this. I had a box come through the post... A parcel. Always, always good. Always love having uh, getting a parcel through the post. And I opened up the outer box and realised that it said Ondu on the top. And I was like, oh my God, because Elvis had sent me a message uh, from Ondu just saying, oh, I've got like a little um, sort of something I want to send you through the post sort of thing. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And we talked a lot about dogs and how much we love our fairy friends. Um, and uh, And I sent him my address and forgot about it and then and then this arrived and it wasn't what I thought it might be you know like a little key ring or something like that it's an actual bloody camera (laughs) and it's absolutely gorgeous and amazing and I've got the six by nine they sent me the six by nine isn't that wonderful and it also came with hang on hang on I've got it here ready there we go so here we go it's got uh, the 6x9 Classic Undo Pinhole Cameras exposure chart on a very lovely wooden key ring, which is awesome. You've, you can kind of use it as a translation uh, when using a light meter. And uh, a little personalised message to me um, saying, I hope you're doing well um, and wanted to thank you for your contribution to the film photography world. Isn't that awesome? Um, so Basically, cool. it came with... My, one of my absolute all-time favourite things. You you know what I'm going to say, don't you, Graham? Because I sent you photos of this. I do. Um, <laughs> as well as the incredible camera, I got in this beautiful little wooden box with a little sticker over the top. It says, undo self-isolation emergency, uh, 120 roll, film stash. Yay! <laughs> so... Uh, on the label it says open in case of severe lack of film and open in case of uh world pinhole photography day 2020 there we go isn't that amazing so yeah so i've got um a roll of film in here that needs to be processed before 2023 (laughs) to be used in the event of a world pinhole photography day uh, or if you are in dire need of film there we go so I've got this beautiful little wooden box of film and because it's so beautiful I haven't actually opened it yet and I don't know if I want to open it because it's too nice <laughs> um but yeah uh also in the lovely kind of like canvas bag I've got the camera itself and it's got a little filter with magnets that clips to the front isn't that brilliant there we go so this is my first six by nine um uh, pinhole camera very excited to use it so, yeah. Oh, actually, I did get in touch with Elvis. So Elvis and Jesse, I mean, honestly, of course, I cannot thank you enough to you guys and the whole team. And uh, honestly, I I was just completely overwhelmed, like, getting this. Um, I haven't shut up about it. Adam's, like, hidden himself away. He's like, <laughs> for God's sake. Right? Um, but honestly, I've not, I've not put it down and I've not shut up about it since. So um, I've had it. Actually, in fact, I did go and do a little video, which I put up on Facebook. Uh, just of me uh, getting prepped, ready for today, and trying it out for the first time. So um, you can see that on Facebook. At some point, I might put that on. YouTube, I might set up a YouTube channel or something and add them to that. We'll see. Anyway, um, I'm going to try and walk before I can run <laughs> in terms of that. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't let it pass by without at least sort of showing the world how beautiful it was. So I thought, well, as we're going to be using it today, I say we. I mean me, but still. Um, uh, yeah, I thought I'd show, I'd show the world how gorgeous the camera is and I can't wait to try it out. So there we go. That's what I've been up to. Yay.
0: That's fabulous, Rach. And it is—I mean, it is a beautiful thing. As it, it? I mean, the Ondu cameras have always been and always are beautiful, and they just get more and more beautiful. I mean, I, I'm probably going to get my Ondu 612 out today to use it. Um, they are gorgeous, and yeah. um, I, I'm really excited to see what you do with it. 6.9 is yeah. a really nice format as well. It's yeah, uh, perfect Definitely. for contact prints, which is a, a thing you love doing. So it
1: is. I um, think that'll be really good for that. And actually, I messaged um, Elvis about this because I wasn't sure how. Um, the framing kind of like sit, uh, sort of where they would sit would work uh, and whether I'd end up with loads of overlapping and things Yeah. But he said actually on the 6 by 9 it's not like a, a turn and a half or a skip a frame or anything like that um, basically it's just one to eight um as as it is because the window's over to the side so it they've they've done it so that it'll space correctly basically so i just do it via the little red window at the back and watching the numbers and yeah i got eight shots on a roll of 120 on mine i think with yours you skip a frame don't you You do like one three five etc because yours is a six by 12 yeah
0: yeah exactly so you can i mean the the great thing with the six by 12 is that you can shoot it for six by 12 or you can actually put in spaces and not spaces um Masks. Masks yeah? at the back, so you can mm. either be, have it as 6x6 uh, six six or 6x7, six I think. Ooh. I could be wrong, might be. Um, but what I have a incredibly wonderful habit of doing is forgetting what I've set it up as, and <laughs> almost every time either putting in spaces where there shouldn't be spaces and getting half the number of frames out of the roll of film, or not putting in spaces and just forgetting that I need to skip a roll. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. as I've talked about in the past with um, the Kraken camera I got from... Um, graham young I, I you know i wrote on the back of that what frames i need to go to and when i use my undo i'm going to do the same thing so that i remember to go one three and so on um but yeah oh that's great rachel that's so cool um and i cannot wait to see what you make with it i think the only thing that remains is to you know say to elvis thank you very much
1: yes this is true <laughs> absolutely um and uh, yeah i i don't know what else to say except thank you and um i will it I will use it well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Nice things. Nice things should happen to nice people. So it doesn't feel like that goes on very often, but sometimes the world works the way it should. And that's wonderful. Um, So other other than getting out with your undo, Rach, what have you been up to this week?
1: Uh, Well, it was also um, Polaroid week this week. Uh, just gone and uh, I had all these grand plans as as I mm-hmm. do <laughs> and uh, none of them happened and then I realized that it was the final day apart from apart from seeing what beautiful work other people have been putting up which I think you know is still engaging with the mm. community and and I absolutely loved seeing what people were making honestly it takes my breath away like how creative and beautiful people's work is it's just amazing especially um on my uh, awesome female photographers uh, Facebook group. Um, People have been sharing some gorgeous work on there that they were making. And uh, yeah, it blows my mind. It's brilliant. Um, So I hadn't personally, personally managed to get very far with actually getting out uh, and shooting um one because I couldn't find the right film first of all you know all of these kinds of things um and in the end I was like oh it's the last day I need to shoot something I, like I want to shoot something uh, just so I've marked it especially as it with it being a weird one this year as well like it is for pinhole day it's kind of a unique chance I guess to capture something that's not going to happen again <laughs> so I thought um okay I'll get my uh, Polaroid 600 out I'd found some uh, I hadn't found any extra film but I was like I think there's a couple of shots left in it it turns out there's one shot left in it and I dropped it didn't (laughs) I Uh. um so at this point I don't actually know if it's broken or if it's kind of okay because obviously that was the last shot (laughs) so I haven't been able to put any more in um because I don't have another pack at the moment so at some point I will get a new pack of 600 film to put in there and try it and we'll see. Um I'm, at the moment I've just sort of nothing's fallen off it which is good. Um, <laughs> it just didn't sound great. Um yeah, it didn't sound very happy. So uh, I'm just going to leave it to one side, let it have a little rest and recover. Um buy a new pack of film at some point and then try it out again.
0: cross so, fingers.
1: Yes. So that was because I was scrambling around last minute to do it. That it was my own fault. Um and like the shelf um fell off my shelf so that's how it fell uh, onto the floor whoops um so in my panic of oh my god it's like four o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon on the last day of polaroid week i need to do something um i i went oh what's this i've forgotten all about this i've got a jolly look yay that takes instax mini because although it's polaroid week um it says in the rules i think it was rule number four that you can use any instant film so i thought well that already has um, a shot in it, um, which is great. So I thought, well, I'll just double check and see if anything's come out of that. So I um, wound that one out and I was like, oh, it's actually got an image on there. And that (laughs) has been sitting in there for maybe, maybe about eight months, probably. (laughs) So I took it eight months ago. And and then I I literally just turned the handle and this uh, and this shot came out and I was like oh it worked fly so there we go
0: amazing That's cool right it, it was amazing that it sat in there because obviously the chemicals hadn't been squished together and developed no. so
1: no so it was just sitting there as like a, a image obviously but without having been developed um so yeah so that came out so it was actually a photo of my large format uh, wet plate camera that mm. i've taken in the in the library sort of thing at home and i thought right well that that's cool and that was the last one on that pack i'm gonna try and shoot one actually shoot one today because <laughs> although i had exposed that one i'd exposed it eight months ago <laughs> so i was like that doesn't really fit within the rules probably um so i best uh, put a new pack in so i put another pack of the instax mini monochrome in because um, I really like the monochrome, actually, on the Mini. Uh, it, it sort of gives it something a little bit of a lift because mm. it's quite a small size, obviously. Um, I don't really use those for for um, for like for work in the sense of taking group shots is quite difficult using the Mini. You don't really get to see very much. So I thought, well, using the black and white is actually quite nice because it can be little studies or a little still life or, you know, that kind of thing. They're quite nice little objects then. Um, so I put a new pack of the monochrome in and uh, um, managed to get a photo of of Marceline yay my my dog my pup so that was fun loads of fun because obviously the camera has also been shut up for like eight months and it w- it's made of cardboard it's a very cool looking little camera for anybody who's not seen the jolly look cameras just have a little google so you can you can see them um and I know that lots of people have sort of struggled with them and obviously because they're made of cardboard they're not you know exactly always, like, tight and things like this. Like, I I have mine um, attached at the back with uh, black electrical tape and all sorts of things. But the, the bellows were, um, obviously, it was quite <laughs> squished because it's been sat closed up uh, for eight months. So I was trying to, like, hold the top part flat so that I wouldn't end up with a weird kind of out-of-focus image. Mm-hmm. Then whilst also trying to hold down the back of the camera so that it wasn't... Um, ending up kind of collapsing on itself trying to make sure that marcy didn't move um whilst trying to measure and then my measuring tape didn't lock properly so i was sort of like it was a bit like playing twister like playing a game of twister on my own <laughs> like holding holding the camera with my foot and trying to like measure it with with one arm whilst holding um ho- holding my phone and trying to work out the exposures and the distance um but i got it i got a photo yes um and i did a little video of that so yeah you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to see that anyway it's there we awesome go. I, I,
0: it yeah, I i love that video yeah i love that video we'll put the links in the show notes it's a great <laughs> video mostly because you, you you've got the picture of the dog and then you're able to just rest the picture of the head the picture of the dog <laughs> on the head of the dog who is basically just <laughs> doing a very good impersonation of being a dog rug just lying yes. there like whatever yeah <laughs> can't great. be bothered with
1: you anymore Rach. yeah ah. so just watching me with all these crazy contortions <laughs> <laughs> thinking, I don't know what you're doing, you do, any weird human.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, um, that that was my experience of Polaroid Week, but I did manage to do it, got a shot, and got it in under the under the wire. So yes. As How about you? Granny?
0: Well, you're not entirely dissimilar to yours. So I started <laughs> oh, out also. You broke a camera too. No, I didn't Ooh. manage to break a camera, but you know, the week is young. Um, <laughs> so I started out with one of my Polaroid 600 cameras. I can't remember which model it is. It's on. It's on the shelf over there. It's, it's one of the sort of squarey Polaroid 600 basic ones. Mm-hmm. Um. And that still had some black and white film in from um, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it must have been Christmas. We're terrible, aren't um, we? Oh yeah, yeah. So terrible. Um, but no, it was good. We, I saved it for Polaroid week. And uh, the only so the only spot I had to take pictures really was the garden. Um, and my garden is not very big. Um, so I was out trying to take a few pictures. Uh, I got like a couple that i kind of liked but it's difficult because there's not a lot to work with and when you're working black and white in a garden you're very much having to look for shape and structure and although the, my garden has got quite a lot of structural stuff in it it just wasn't kind of working anyway so i blew through all the film on that and uh then thought well, you know that that wasn't quite working cuz so i couldn't get close enough to the stuff to, mm. to for it to work, um so you reach for your jolly look. My jolly mm-hmm. look, rest in it's peace, because it became no longer. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> it became the jalubitel. So I reached for the Jalubatel. Um, Yay. Yeah, the Do you Jalubatel. know?
1: So many times, Graham, I nearly said Jalubatel when I was making that video. <laughs> Honestly, I can't get it out of my head. And I'm like, no, that, Rach, stop it. That's Graham's camera. That's his his Franking camera. It's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, it's in my head now, forever. They're all Jalubatels now.
0: <laughs> they, they should all be Jalubitels. Um So, my Jalubatel, for anybody who has um, not heard of this before, basically, what, what I got my Jolly Look camera, and I got one of the first run of Jolly Looks. Mm. My understanding is that the current, the, the, the Jolly Look camera that if you buy one now, is quite a lot better than the first one. A,
1: a later, a later. To run definitely yeah yeah mine came about six eight months after yours perhaps so
0: yeah because yeah. the, the, the short story of that was they got the first batch and they worked really hard to get all set up and get them made in china and then they turned up and they were just not good and so mm-hmm. that's why they didn't go out for ages because they went okay we're not happy with this and now they're making them all themselves and the quality is much better i mean they're still cardboard cameras they are what they are but yeah. they're much better anyway the one i got was one of the early ones it's like well uh, this ain't great, but what is really useful on it is the film ejection method um, part on the back. So I basically tore off the back of the camera. I carefully removed the back of the camera. Um, <laughs> carefully removed the back of a Lubitel one six six B. <laughs> and of course cough, did gof, gof, with, gof. with with lots of um uh, with a, 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 an old box from i think it was a box from that had a lens had come in when i bought my digital camera anyway a black box and an awful lot of electrical tape uh, sort of seamlessly fitted the one to the other um yeah um so i've got an instant back on the Lubitel, uh, on the Lubitel, so hence the Jilubitel. um and because of the way but the the focal the infinity focus is about a meter and a half in front of it, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, so there's some, but it's great for close-ups. And I thought, well, yeah. this will be perfect for the garden, portraits um,
1: and and macro and all of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, not macro,
0: but yeah, very close-ups,
1: studies yeah. and things. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's what I did. And um and I have to, say, I really do like the look that the instant the um, Instax Mini Color. Uh, In that camera, uh, it looks really nice. I really like the look it gives. The only problem uh, I've had um, is that the top um, fifth, maybe not even a fifth, but there's a bar across the top of every frame where something's clearly blocking it, which Mm. wasn't there before. So once I've got this pack out, I need to have a look and see if something's shifted or moved in front of it. Luckily, because it's a twin-lens reflex camera, The um, two lenses are slightly slightly out of sync anyway, so when you're doing close-up shots, even though I was framing with the subject right at the top of the frame, it was lower in the frame on the actual picture because of the way the the angles work, so nothing was being cut off in it, so that worked quite well. but that was really fun. I'm definitely going to do more with that. It, it, I just need to figure out why it's cut that bit off and maybe reapply some of the uh, masking tape at this point because it's all coming a bit loose. But mm. I do like mm. my Gelubitel. It, it makes some fun results. And the colours are really quite lovely in it. It's, it's probably the nicest use I've found for um, Instax minifilms so far. So that was fun. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yeah.
1: So, um, so what kind of shots did you end up getting? Because I love the portraits that you, you've used it for in the past. Was it flowers in the end, or yeah, yeah? yeah what did you go it, for?
0: It was just it was more bits around the garden. So I've got this fantastic plant called Angelica, which is great. This big chunky Ooh. monster. Um and, Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so just bits and pieces like that. I, I did actually stick a picture up um, of all the shots i would taken um, on my Instagram feed and my Myopic Me my Instagram feed. So I might try and actually take. Some, some better pictures of those um, but anyway if you want to see them just go and look for the most recent picture or by which I mean the only one in the last month and a half <laughs> I suspect um, and you can sort of see the selection of shots I took but yeah just looking for colour and structure in, in a, a very small mm. garden or a small garden I know people have yeah. smaller gardens but it's pretty darn small um,
1: so that was Polaroid week I guess for, yeah. for both of us and and uh, it's run straight into World Pinhole Photography Day which is awesome uh, tell us about your plans for today
0: so my plan for today, I am thinking uh, that we're going to have a go, uh, as um, Justin Quinnell has been su- suggesting we do, of uh, making a camera obscura in the bedroom, in our bedroom, because it's got one small window into it, um, so it should be quite easy to block out, and on the opposite side from the window are white-fronted um, uh, wardrobes, so that. probably you know because they're all quite flat and they're white so that's probably the best place so i think i'll have a go at doing that because that won't take too long to go so I'm yeah that's that's
1: that sounds awesome and absolutely you know if we can't go out and we can't do you know as much as perhaps we would like to do um there's still ways we can create and enjoy and immerse ourselves in pinhole you know magic isn't there i still yeah. think there's ways that we can do that and and um, you can just make sure you get maybe get out a, a white sheet or something as well just in case rather than having to try and move the wardrobes backwards and forwards i think that might be
0: oh the wardrobe is <laughs> definitely not moving anywhere
1: that's probably not what shanaid would want but um maybe get a white sheet as well and then you can um start moving that bef- between the wardrobe and the the, um, the hole, wherever you're making the hole in the window, uh, so you can see how the focus will change and things as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm guessing with pinhole, the the, the focus isn't uh, uh, as bad because I guess the depth of field kind of going backwards is much the same as the depth of field going forwards, isn't it? So I guess, although you can get it sharper by adjusting it a bit, yeah. I guess if it's yeah. not... um yeah yeah Have a go and see. Yeah, so... And you're going
1: to take some photos of that to share online as well so you can see how you get on. Yeah,
0: it, yes, yeah. I'm going to commit to that. Yes, we're going to have a go at doing Brilliant. that and I'll t- try and take some pictures. Um and the other thing is I might make a camera because it, I've got a cardboard box. I've got a big cardboard box that um is sat there and I, I did think oh I'm going to take out the mega cardboard box. Um mm-hmm. but then I thought this is probably not the time to be doing that walking around the village with a no, large no. cardboard box. But I'm I've got I mean, a You car- could shoot
1: that in your in your garden. Or inside your house, you know, yeah. several hours' exposure or something, couldn't you? That'd yeah, be... but there's just nothing um, worth
0: wasting four sheets of 8 by 10 no, paper on. No, um, but I've enough. got a box that I can fit one sheet of 8 by 10 paper in quite mm-hmm. comfortably, so I might have a do... That might be the next project, there's, um just make a very quick, simple cardboard box camera out of that, because that'd be real easy to do and just... Um, that sounds yeah. easy. Yeah, so that's that's my plan for today. What about you, Rage? You've got some exciting plans, haven't you, with your new one, do I-
1: well, I've got a plan, um, and <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And and you know what? It doesn't matter, right? I'm going to say this right now. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work. It's just an idea. So um, I've got my fabulous ondo camera, and to be honest, I'd just be happy just loading that up and sitting looking at it. I'd just put it put it there and, and look at it rather than TV or something, be like, you're beautiful. <laughs> but I probably should shoot with it. So um, I'm, I'm going to pop it onto a tripod, I've already been out um, today, uh, just out the front of my house because we had uh, our neighbour uh, came round from down the street, uh, came around um, on Friday and put a little fly through um, and basically uh, said they're going to do street bingo this afternoon, which we thought would be quite fun. Um, so everybody just sort of sits at the front of their house it because obviously we're on a residential street terrace in uh, in Liverpool you don't we don't have like front gardens or anything like that, but you can you can just put your uh, chair. They were like, put a chair in your front you know, in your front door, basically. Um and we we've got a megaphone and we're just gonna call out numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they gave us each like a, a little bingo sheet and that there would be some prizes which will have been decontaminated first, obviously, and handed over later. Um which I just thought was it was just hilarious. And I thought, Do you know, it might actually be quite nice just to uh, walk down the middle of the road with my pinhole camera and take, hopefully, perhaps an image of people playing um, street bingo <laughs> um, to kind of, like, just capture that that scene, really. So whether it happens or not, um, that's my idea, and uh, it would just be fun to kind of take part anyway in whatever way we're allowed to or able to. But, yeah, that was that was my plan.
0: I think it's a fabulous plan, Rach, and um, uh, it, it sounds like a lot of fun to do. And I think the results will just be uh, a great little memory of the Interesting. time. Interesting. Yeah, and yeah. um, Sinead's making um, a sort of a, a lockdown journal, um of keeping little memories and stuff like that. Um, pictures of things that she's doing and what have you. And I think it's nice to have stuff like that to look back on because in a few years' time, this will have faded into memory, and be like, <laughs> we'll be back into the normal routine, and just and it'll, <laughs> it'll be good to have a look back and go. Do you remember that spring that wasn't? <laughs> wow. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw awesome.
1: that um, uh, our friend um, uh, Ruth, it was her, her son's uh, birthday, and I think she'd asked him what he wanted, and I saw that she'd sent a, put up a post where he'd said... It was his 13th birthday or something, I, I think. Um, and he said, I would like a Christmas dinner because the whole world's gone mad. <laughs> that's my my 13th birthday present. Christmas dinner, please. Yeah. In the middle of, you know, uh, April or whatever. So end of April. I thought I just thought that was hilarious and brilliant. And uh, I'm very much in awe. I think that's a great thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, wild. why not? Yeah. Well, Rachel. We've got tons of stuff going on, but as well as all that, we've had some fantastic listener emails this week. We um, have. Thank you so much, everybody who's written in, because as, as we keep saying, slash threatening, if we get no emails, I mean, clearly, we can't think of anything to talk about on backing paper for the last half an hour. Um, so, <laughs> so we need Gosh, your emails.
1: It, is, it really is half an hour. Sorry, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, So let's see what we've got. Okay, um, I'll take the first one, which is uh, titled Fumbling Around in Darkness, Five (laughs) Learnings from Building My Own Darkroom. And it is from the wonderful Tony Skokovic over in Canada, um, who writes in, Hello, Sunnies. It's been a while, and it feels like we are all living in a bit of a different universe now. You're at Home at Ilford episode was just what I needed for a gloomy, rainy Sunday afternoon. Listened to it while processing a roll of Sfema FN64 film and decided to share my story of why and how I ended up building my own home darkroom. In spring of 2017, I decided to give darkroom printing a go. My main motivator was frustration with my own black and white inkjet prints. So as a first step, I joined a local gallery that had a community darkroom. More significant, the gallery organized orientation workshops and printing parties. That sounds fun. This seemed like a good idea, but the travel time and scheduling challenges created long gaps between those necessary practice sessions. Getting bumped from my time slot twice in a row, and with a pack of Kentmere VC paper, pile of negatives, and nowhere to go, I started looking into setting up darkroom in my own basement. For less than a thousand Canadian dollars, so about 700 US or 500 pounds, I managed to purchase a refurbished Bessler enlarger, easel, proof printer, and all the necessary accessories, including a print washer, that's pretty good, with some chemicals and my pack of Kentmere VC. Using some old tables, I set up an L-shaped area around my basement washing sink, and there it was, 6x6 darkroom space. Basement windows were easy to close off with some matting board masks, and I was ready for the adventure. The process was slow and fought with setbacks initially, but in about 6 months I started to progress. Having opportunity to establish a routine with a minimal time investment, about 50 minutes to set up and about 2 hours every 2 weeks, was definitely producing results. Approaching 3 years from that May of 2017, I wanted to share the following 5 lessons/recommendations. 1. Home darkroom will get you there faster. Having access to darkroom printing at home is much more time efficient and allows for regular practice, which is critical in getting results. Much like any other exercise, group environments are challenging, resource-limited and intimidating. Being able to practice and evaluate at your own pace is instrumental in getting results you want and figuring out the workflow that works for you. Experts, be damned! 2. Use Modern Teaching Resources All the traditional sources, mostly books, make darkroom printing appear more complex and darkroom setup more complex than it truly needs to be. YouTube channels and blogs make darkroom printing much more accessible and are a better source of motivation when compared to traditional if classic materials like Langford's Guide to Photography or Ansel Adams books. Some of the resources I would recommend would be the following YouTube channels. Shoot Film Like a Boss, Lena Bessanova, uh, and Elford Photos YouTube channels. Um, I've, I've heard of them, right? You heard of Elford Photo channels? I
1: have. I've uh, heard of the others
0: too. Yes, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. also heard of the other things. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Um, the gear is as simple or as complicated as you make it. So keep it simple. All you need is one enlarger and two small surfaces. Everything else is optional and extra. I've gone overboard with trays, easels and timers and still managed to have a well-equipped darkroom for about $1000 or the price of a mint level 645 camera on eBay. Modern lighting sources, LEDs in particular, allow for lots of options for providing safe lights without resorting to specialised and expensive equipment. For example, I use multi-light LED strip from IKEA as my safe light, acquired for all of 15 Canadian dollars. That's re- less than a roll of slide film. Four, journal your work. Learning comes through chi- trial and error, and the best way to improve is to take notes and review the results. The most important part of every session for me is to take a few minutes and review the enlarger settings and compare the results so that the next time I want a similar result or to avoid an error, a starting point is much faster to get to, so that learning can build on previous experiences. Five, simplify the kit. Wherever simplification is possible, it will help. Quickly settling on a developer stop fix combination, paper and workflow will help free up time and neural bandwidth to focus on creating the photograph. Not needing to test and retest paper and figure out the right times for everything. As this becomes a muscle memory, it frees up more time to think about the image and evaluate it even during the processing. For example, my setup is a 1 to 2 dilution of Kodak Dektol, 1 to 2 dilution of Kodak Indicator Stop, and 1 to di- 1 to 9 dilution of Ilford Rapid Fix. It
1: was um 1 to 29 dilution so, for the stop, just so you know.
0: Sorry, okay, sorry. I don't know what I said. It's okay. Um, don't worry. Using exclusively Ilford multigrade RC4 Plus Pearl Paper in 8x10 in 8x10 trays, the print is done and ready for um, for whole bath in about two and a half minutes. Before the big shutdown, I was maintaining my two to three hour bi-weekly routine and managing to get fairly consistent and satisfactory results. Setup and learning curve were definitely worth it. These couple of hours every two weeks became a welcome break from the busy life and seemingly continuous screen time. As the shutdown gripped our collective sanity, I switched to a weekly two-to-four-hour printing session. This, now a survival mechanism, (laughs) less about photography and creative processes, and more about settling my anxiety through the creative process. The ongoing practice, however, continues to improve ability, Of my ability to truly build the images the way they looked in my head once the shutter was pressed or get closer in any case as photographers we create a view into the world build out a perspective printing is the final step in that perspective and home darkroom is in my experience the best way to get to the point to communicate this well and consistently no matter what is going on outside beyond the dark shadows illuminated in red Home printing seems intimidating and complex, but it is not. With online resources from the community, Home Darkroom is definitely a way to go. Especially now, since it seems that path through darkness seems to be illuminated in red safe light. Hope this experience was helpful and truly hope it motivates at least one of your listeners to try their hand at home at, da- at home darkroom printing. As always, thank you for putting the show together and keeping us all motivated. All the best from a Canadian bunker, Tony. <laughs>
1: Yay, hey, Tony, that's brilliant. I'm so pleased to hear that. And and great tips as well. How awesome is that?
0: Yeah. You mentioned
1: absolutely. me, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. But yeah, that it sounds brilliant. That really does. And I'm so pleased to hear that you feel like you've got to that point where you, you could see that progress being made as well, because that's really satisfying, isn't it?
0: yeah absolutely couldn't agree more um lots of great advice in there and um and, and that yes, whole
1: idea it's not complex you know it's it obviously there are things that you can really you know do a deep dive into but that that intimidation and that part of actually when we were talking i think was it with ilford and that was one of the things that i mentioned about you know going to a community dark room. i think community dark rooms are brilliant resources i have to say um and and how cool is that that we've, we've got that option or we will hopefully have that option again mm. af- after this is over. Um, but for an initial uh, attempt, I can see why inle- it, unless you're going in uh, and doing a workshop, which is the perfect way of actually kind of like learning about it and then building your confidence from there. I could totally, totally see what Tony's saying in that sometimes they can be a bit scary as a, as a oh gosh everybody knows more than me I'm not quite sure so trying it out at home on your own first and perhaps building up to it is, is another way of doing it isn't it um, or, or you know best of both worlds have your own home dark room and and perhaps um, find out where your closest community dark room is so that you've got a different sort of environment a different scene and different people that you can go and speak to and, and learn from as well
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You, the best of both worlds is the ideal. Having, having, if you're lucky enough to be able to do this and make it work at home, and as it has been discussed in this email, that's that's probably a lot simpler than you think it could be. I mean, I speak to so many people who shot film back in the day, and it was very much, oh yeah, we put a board on the bath, blacked out the windows, and just used our toilet to do darkroom print prints, and yeah, you know, that's what they were doing, like semi-professionally. Um yeah. But so to be able to do that to get the practice hours in is fantastic but touching base with people face to face to say look at this work that i've done Mm. what what can i do to improve it and actually get advice because whilst the internet is great you can get so much stuff in the internet this stuff you can learn from the internet is fantastic but what the internet can't do is look at a print in their hand and go okay here's what you might find works with this or you know try try this so uh, the best of both worlds is definitely good um (laughs) practice but also you know experts not be damned (laughs) experts can be super helpful as well in helping us get forward as well um do you want to take this next one Rach, from paul bullock yes absolutely um so
1: paul has written in to say hello sunbeams i thought i i better finally write as i can no longer think of a good a good reason not to know not to now Especially after Rachel remembered and mentioned about my direct positive paper image taken in the garden, and was so complimentary about it. Oh, this is the one about the um, that I saw with the lovely bird bath in it. I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, it's really lovely that uh, it was a surprise to hear my name mentioned when I was listening whilst whilst working from home on some day or other. Uh, they are all the same day now, aren't they? <laughs> The routine of when to listen to the podcast has gone out of the window, due to no longer getting in the car to travel to the office. Anyway, I started to use the direct positive paper as I can neither get out to my dark rooms um, through the though the six towns dark uh, sorry six towns dark room club has met uh, has met by Zoom once so far. Though Simon Forster didn't switch his camera on, apparently he's shy. <laughs> he's not shy. He's just butt ugly. Uh- Oh my God, Graham! <laughs> what is it mean?
0: It's alright. Um, he's way behind in his episodes. He'll never hear this.
1: Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, so he was saying that he's he started to use uh, DPP um, as he can't get to his, uh, any of the dark rooms. And my own build in the shed has stopped due to no materials to build what was being available. Really, so just bought some seven by five trays and paper developer. Note to Graham: It's called paper developer for a reason, not film developer that you might have had to hand <laughs> that you might have to hand um added a red light covered the window in the garage and i was set for loading and developing using uh, <laughs> using as rachel guest my five x four chroma yay i thought it might be <laughs> awesome last year the marvelous nasa Hamid offered some advice on shooting direct positive paper to me on twitter so many thanks to him and it was also great to meet him on the oxford photo walk too so the lockdown has been a good excuse to finally start experimenting it's currently a bit hit and miss, but when it—sorry, oh, I totally just my computer just went. Nope, scroll to the bottom. Um, <laughs> it's currently a bit hit and miss, uh, but when it works, it's really nice. The picture Rachel saw was shot at ISO 1.6, as it happens. Wow, as I think maybe the paper didn't <laughs> doesn't like too much light. Uh, I have yet to try flashing the paper as NASA recommended, but when I have the standard shooting a little more consistent, I will try that. As a way to shoot large format with minimal developing effort or facilities i'd recommend dpp i guess you could go from shot to print in about an hour and a half if you wanted and most of that time is washing (laughs) so it's almost instant and no negatives to file either um anyway keep up the great shows and stay safe cheers from paul there we go
0: Yeah, that's great. Great You don't need
1: an enlarger, do you? You don't even need, you know, a light source or anything like that in order to do this, just somewhere dark with a red light and the chemistry. Yeah. (laughs) If you're using direct positive, it's just going to be there immediately.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you can... I think using the direct positive can be a great way of um, practicing with 4x5. If you've just got a 4x5 camera um, and you want to get used to using it and seeing what the results are quickly, shooting with paper negatives and direct positive is fantastic because you can load it up. And as you said, you can take pictures, develop them instantly, and the, the, the slowest part of it by a long way is washing them because it's a fibre paper. They take mm. quite a lot of washing. Um but, yeah, and then have it instant results. It's great. It is, you know, a slightly slow, instant camera. Um, mm. And, yeah, I again, I might get out with some direct positive today. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things to do. There um, is,
1: isn't there? So many.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay, this next one is from the fabulous Neil Piper from the Soot and Whitewash podcast, who writes and tells us about the Soot and Whitewash camera giveaway. Uh, hi there, guys. Episode 50... Oh, he's so young, bless them. Episode 50 <laughs> of the Soot & Whitewash podcast is now available wherever people get their podcasts from. And Alex and I, because Alex Purcell, the wonderful Alex Purcell, has joined um, Soot & Whitewash, Neil, um, are having a little camera and film giveaway to celebrate this small milestone. And the fact that Alex has joined the show.
1: That's brilliant. When did Alex join? Was it oh, a well, he's, of weeks. he's been Listen. on
0: a few episodes in the mm. past, but yes, it's only very recently he's joined okay. as a... Um, co-host official uh, to keep because i didn't realize
1: that that's awesome well done alex
0: it is great yeah absolutely to be in with a chance of winning all you need to do is listen to the episode and answer a super simple question that listeners will find on the show and on the instagram feed at soot and whitewash the prize is a lovely rico camera and the role of expired kodak t-max donated by the wonderful Krista brand <laughs> He's willing to ship to the lucky winner anywhere in the world. Wow. So massive shout-outs must go to him as well. Hope you're all keeping well, and I look forward to the next show from Neil. That's awesome. Congratulations, Neil, on getting to episode 50. That is no mean yeah. feat. Uh, Absolutely. Podcast, still one of my um, most entertaining uh, recent podcast listener. I cannot remember what episode it was, but it was within the last three or four episodes of um, Soot and of Whitewash. Um, Neil recorded an episode where he went out to take a picture uh, with Sir. So, I mean, it was just... It was like an audio version of the movie Falling Down, basically, where everything went wrong, and he was just cussing and cussing, and it was hilarious I mean, (laughs) I was laughing, I'd like to say with him, but it was very much at him (laughs) and he'd go away to try something else and come back It was was so funny (laughs) to me (laughs) But I'm not a nice person so your (laughs) mileage may vary Okay, right, do you want to take this next one, Rach from the fabulous Damien DiMeo?
1: I will says hello friends fun lockdown projects on a budget it's been over a month in lockdown here by now and I personally know all too well that some of us non-essential freelance workers are on an increasingly tight budget but still want to try out fun photography projects that only require the limited space available and not much dough if any at all so it's given a list of different projects which is awesome Project number one. Try to make an impromptu enlarger out of crap you have laying around the
0: house. <laughs> this is so
1: good. <laughs> Thanks very much, uh, Damien. This is brilliant. Um, I wouldn't literally use that. Um, <laughs> try to make an impromptu enlarger out of crap you have laying around the house. I don't even know if this is at all possible, but... So far I feel like I'm getting close with an old lamp, a bucket and a 55mm screw mount lens I had lying around and an old broken uh, lights uh, negative duplicator thing (laughs) that I think was a device to make slides from standard film in the 40s but works just fine as a negative holder. (laughs) I love that, great. Can't wait to see how this looks, Uh, especially the bucket part.
0: I've just, uh, well keep going Rachel and we'll get to the end of this.
1: Okay, project number two, birds, feed them take pictures of them, or even teach them to use a camera. It doesn't matter. The <laughs> fact remains that birds are just damn entertaining creatures and they're pretty much available outside of every window. So involve them somehow, respectfully, in your inf- in your photographic endeavours. Do you know, I did see um, that somebody had gone out, gone and found, like, an old tree that died and that they dragged and basically stuck in their front lawn so that they'd have a perch for the, for the birds.
0: Okay. <laughs> um...
1: So that they could take photos from their from their front window, basically, of the birds perched on. Who are like, I found this amazing log. I feel like this comes under the same kind of um, uh, category as when whenever you take like a bunch of flowers to a photographer. Just make sure they're dead because they love dead uh, mm-hmm. dead flowers. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it kind of like feeds into that as well. Yeah, I think they're just brilliant. Uh, once they're dried and got all that texture and stuff, very cool. Um, okay, so project number three. If you are fortunate enough to have stocked up on developing chemistry and film as I did right before the sky started falling, then try your hand in different dilutions and timings uh, and timing to zero in on that look that you love. I just invented this dilution and process I'd like to call Stand Developing in week two of lockdown. <laughs> it's amazing and maybe one day I'll share it with the world. Ooh, Excellent. Oh, that's exciting.
0: Stand yeah. Developing. Create a brave new world that he's getting sure into is. there. Uh, I can't wait to hear about this new invention.
1: Yeah. Uh, project number four teach someone film photography either uh whoever you are in lockdown with or more interestingly you can mail someone a spare camera and film and teach them via video chat then they can send you uh film back and you can develop and digitize it for them first thing i'm doing when things settle down a bit and i'm allowed to safely get back to work is darkroom printing thanks to rachel's amazing Ilfa videos oh thank you it actually does say this on the email just so you know it wasn't me adding it um uh, I haven't used an enlarger since I learned photography in high school and now I'm feeling inspired. Ah, Damien, that's brilliant. I'm so happy to hear that. That's ace. Um, thanks again for all the entertainment. It is needed now more than ever. Damien Pants Dimio. Mier- yeah,
0: well, <laughs> Damien is uh, at Roller Pants on uh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, so hence the pants. Yes, <laughs> one, right. one assumes that's hence the pants. Maybe there's another <laughs> reason. We don't know
1: oh thank you so much and I'm so pleased to hear that you're enjoying the videos and that they've inspired you that is so good to know
0: yeah so great uh, oh, Did PS. you uh, did you see I just dropped the link into the Skype chat I did hopefully you can click on it because you, you can get to our mail now <laughs> after only three years you're allowed to look at our mail
1: oh um, hang on it's asking me to do all sorts of security checks and things right okay. is it in our email
0: it's just in our email if you just go into our email thing and okay, scroll down email. until you find the, the most recent email yeah. from damon you will find <gasps> uh, uh, what you're finding i'll just uh, Ooh, i'll read what it says here it says yes. it's alive i've just <gasps> this redesigned <laughs> yes my found garbage enlarger to be a bit more compact and to my surprise it works beautifully uh here are a few pictures i made using a flashlight Torch? Question mark? Yes, it's a torch uh, instead of a bucket. Oh, sorry, um, instead of my old bucket lamp idea for portability. Um, so yes, we have got pictures <laughs> of this in this larger, made of crap. Incredible!
1: I, mean, I love it so much, and I love that it's one of the the, the classic red plastic cups, American cups that they have, right? Yes. That, that you play beer pong with.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are yeah, they called? Um, I don't oh. know they're Not. called
1: beer pong cups in yeah Ireland.
0: yeah i'm sure they have um, that,
1: but I They probably know. do but yeah i love them they're brilliant uh, i found i found a, a pack of those maybe three years ago um in the in the shop and they still haven't come out of their wrapping uh, and i've been thinking what can i use them for photography related and now i know that's yeah. just amazing perfect it looks hilarious and wonderful brilliant
0: there you go. <laughs> a, a, a benchmark um, home lockdown project, making your own enlarger. I love it. Out of crap lying around. Because, you know, we do see fantastic work being done by people. Um, I see someone that Dan Kay does on Instagram making stuff like using um, <laughs> quality materials and skills and talents and stuff. But, you know, I am a big fan of just making things out of crap you've got lying around at home. Great work. This is so um, good. Okay, um, this next email is from Bruce Horn regarding large format, keeping large format portraits in focus and related topics. Super helpful. Yes, very much, because uh, Bruce is an awesome photographer, so I appreciate him getting in touch. Um, hello, Rachel, Graham, and Aid. It's so nice to hear the three of you talking together. Although I enjoy hearing any two of you, there is some sort of magic that happens when all three <laughs> of you are together. This is quite lovely. Thank you very much, Bruce. Sadly, you just got me in rage today, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, thank you for the podcast. I really enjoy it. Your conversation about how to keep large format portraits in focus got me wondering and thinking about a few items I have had in the past. I only ever used my large, large format cameras for landscape work, but one of them, a Bush Pressman 4x5, a competitor to the Speed Graphic, did have a rangefinder on it. I believe it only worked with one focal length and you had to calibrate it, but once you did it was quite accurate. One of the things I have in my museum case at work is a tripod mount tape measure. Uh, back when SLRs were out of the price range of most amateurs and rangefinders or scale focusing cameras were more common, these were used for close-up photography since rangefinders wouldn't work for very short distances. Since it mounted between the tripod and the camera, it was essentially at the film plane and could be very precise. That's great. Um, So... A, a tripod-mounted tripod tape measure. I've never yes. seen one of those.
1: I've never seen one of those, but it sounds like a much better idea than, like I was trying to do, hold hold it with my foot and my hand like when I was using my jolly look. Mm. <laughs> um, and basically kind of do, almost trying to do the splits in the backyard mm. to, to hold it in place and take the photo as well at the same time. So yeah, that that would be fab. Sounds yeah. great.
0: Yeah, cool. Somebody needs to make... That seems like a, like a just Kickstarter. Gaffer Come
1: tape. On. gaffer tape the, uh, the, tri, uh, the tape measure to the tripod, I think. that sounds bra- brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, I also had a large format SLR. Unfortunately, it turned out to be a format you can't get film or plates mm. for in the States these days. It was a beautiful creation of hardwood, leather and brass from around the 1900s, a Thornton-Pickard, I believe. You can only imagine the sound of the 4x5 mirror and shutter. (laughs) Yes. Sounds like somebody slamming a door, I should think.
1: You should record that, a little bit of audio on your phone and send it to us as an audio file. That would be awesome. Do you remember we did the shutter quiz?
0: I do, yes. I do. (laughs)
1: long time ago.
0: Um, If I recall correctly, it had three winding knobs. One was to crank the mirror back up to its cock (laughs) position, the other two to wind the first and second half of the shutter. You had to work out how much distance it needed between the first and second sheet to make the shutter speed you wanted. So if, for example, you wanted the 60th of a second, you would set set the second sheet to follow the first with maybe a half inch gap. This, yeah, th- 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 my brain's already. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> N- NASA okay. was trying to explain this to me as well, and it's like it makes see. sense. Does he but... have one? Yeah, he has one. My understanding is that later SLRs, such as the one made by Speed Graphics manufacturer, worked much better. I used to know someone who was assigned a model with a long lens to photograph his high school's football games for the newspaper, along with a graphics back, and could get good shots of the action with it. That's amazing.
1: That is. <laughs> That is a talent, right? Can you imagine trying to do that? That's (laughs) mad. (laughs) Wow. I mean, all respect. Blimey.
0: Okay. Anyway, your musings got me to searching for what other large format photographers do. The most common recommendation was to use tons of light and stop way down. But if what you want is extremely shallow depth of field, so the eyes are in focus but nothing else is, that doesn't work. For that the largest number recommended to what you suggested. Tie a piece of string to a sturdy tripod, measure it out to the tip of the subject's nose and tie a knot in it. Then measure it again after you set the shutter. Cheers, Bruce that's awesome that's uh mm. so a piece of string yeah well you know Yay! sometimes the simplest solutions um don't need to reinvent the wheel no no i, I yeah, again i mean we talked about doing some large format stuff with the four by five paper It might be a thing today mm. um awesome thank you very much bruce that's really useful yes. okay do you want to take this next one Rach, from tony steers
1: yeah time on my hands you're having a laugh <laughs> says tony uh, hey, sunspots. Just thought I'd give you away from sunny but oh-so-quiet Kentishire. Uh, I'd imagine that the lockdown would give me the perfect opportunity to unleash some creativity, as well as clear all those just jobs that fall down between the cracks in our busy existence. My mental things-to-do list has filled up nicely and includes such rarities as leisurely cooked breakfasts and afternoon siestas, book reading, oh, book reading, do you remember books weren't they wonderful things and video watching to top up my inspiration levels then picking up a camera and exploring some light and shade i'll make a blackout for the bathroom window so i can trade develop some direct positive paper i'll update my website god knows it needs it it's been so long since i even looked at it i'll sort out the light leaks in the hex pin you remember the hex pin? From the day and tonight assignment we have unfinished business um, talking of assignments have I missed the end of the zine assignment or is it ongoing zine uh, man of my age typing zine ridiculous it's a young person's vocabulary
0: zines were around in the 70s I mean come on yeah. now Tony.
1: yeah it, you know ultimate punk you know rebellion against publishing yeah uh, I, I don't think
0: young people know what zines are
1: okay uh, anyway digression aside much like Graham mentioned in the last backing paper work hasn't stopped I'm so busy. I work in materials management for a company manufacturing fire and smoke safety equipment, unseen but vital safety equipment in any public building. And unsurprisingly, we're currently busy with urgent requirements to complete existing and new fast track hospital jobs. So I've the same lack of me time as before. Not a complaint mind. It's all about priorities, isn't it? I'm glad to be making even a tiny contribution from a long way back from the front line. So I'll contend myself with making plans to do all the things I might never do including a lockdown zine that bloody word again uh, while my mental list remains shielded not only behind my normal gainful employment but also behind the mental list my lovely wife compiled for me. (laughs) Celebi! Thanks for inviting us into your conversations for your good humoured banter and for being a welcome break from the madness of the moment. Stay safe, look after yourselves and look after each other. From Tony. Thank you so much Tony. I think we both understand what he's talking about there. Um, obviously we're not making fire equipment, but, uh, yeah. Um, it's been lovely to hear from you, Tony. And, uh, I hope at some point you do manage to get to the, uh, to the making, the zines, the the things to do list. All sound very, very familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, if if you're working, and I mean, even if even for people who are furloughed, it can be hard, hard. I think we've, you know, you hear enough of people going, oh, I had all these great ideas of things I was going to do, but it's actually quite hard to find the oomph to get and do these things, a lot harder than yeah. you think when you've suddenly got this time front. And um but you just have to squeeze stuff in. That's why I'm like I said, excited about today to get and do a few bits. And when you've got the energy and you've got the motivation, grab it. And I think that is that is the one opportunity we have. It's not, yeah, it's not that you've got more time. You can just do loads more stuff. But it's that hopefully when the times come when you are feeling inspired and you have the energy to do it, then you also have the free time to do it so the two can come together in a way that that, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> Okay, this next email is from Jonathan Becker, who writes in Dear Sunny Sunbeams, your podcast (laughs) is a nice bright spot in these dark days. Thank you. You needed emails for backing paper. Here is one. (laughs) Although we have it easier than you guys in the UK, it can get a bit lonely in the current situation. But through the Sunny 16 Discord, I met the wonderful Christian Strauff. He hmm. introduced me to the Caffanol developer, because Christian ah. is very much a Caffanol dealer. <laughs> sure is. sure yes. is. And last weekend, we went on a photo walk together. Yay! Of course, we did not meet in person, but connected over phone while walking around and taking photos. I love that. that it's I'm, so good.
1: Yeah. So impressed, yeah. Christian had messaged and said, oh, we're doing these, like, virtual photo walks. And, and he sounded a bit tired the other week, so I was going to call you so we could do a virtual one, you know... Um,
0: That's lovely. Isn't that fab? That really is. So, because of the Sunny 16 podcast, our day got a bit less socially isolated. I would suggest to the listeners, give this a try. Connect with fellow photographers. Go out for a social distance photo walk, if you are allowed where you live. Do a darkroom session together, or maybe a macro photo shoot indoors. On our photo walk, I used the opportunity to finally shoot the role of Ilford Orthofilm you sent me. (gasps) Huh. ISO 80 is a bit low for the dark forest <laughs> but I could make it work and I am don't... blown away by it the grain is barely visible the tonality is great and I really like how the film renders the greens from the green leaves I put some images up on my Flickr page and there's a link here which I will include in the show notes probably <laughs> there always has to be that Hopefully. probably at the end Since three weeks ago, I am now the proud owner of one of the intrepid enlarger kits. Ooh. Ooh. So, of course, I made a few darkroom prints from the images on the author film. Oh, fabulous. They print really well. As a small thank you for you... I made two tiny sets of them and sent them to Graham. I know him. One for him and one to give away to his co-host on backing paper. Oh. I think that's you, Rach. Is that me? I that's guess amazing. I guess they may take a bit longer to arrive in the current situation, so maybe yeah. they are not there yet. Uh, stay safe. Practice physical distancing, not social distancing. Shoot mm-hmm. film and be nice. Best wishes from Jonathan. Well, Jonathan... I've got your pictures, um, because Yay! they did arrive, they arrive safely. Um, and they arrived with no context whatsoever, so it's great to get the email. <laughs> um, and yeah, so these are really lovely prints. Um, obviously taken whilst out and about on the Woodland Walk. So the first one I'm looking at here, Rachel, will really resonate with you. <laughs> it's a fern!
1: Oh, really? How fabulous! And so these were shot on the ortho?
0: Yeah, cool. yeah. I see what he means. The, the print, the grain is um, just... It's just not there oh uh, yeah um, and so I'm looking at a picture here shot of some foliage looking up with some trees behind and it's really the foliage is really nice and bright on that actually really lifted the color in that um, yeah it's lovely some nice woodland anemones there and a lovely tree stump yeah, these Aww. are really nice prints, really nice. I will send yours in it when you get your big box of stuff, your growing mm-hmm. box of stuff. Right? <laughs> um, but really lovely prints. Uh, thank you very much, Jonathan. They are beautiful. And um, he's got... He's much better me at getting really nice dark blacks in his prints, which is something I always struggle a bit with. My prints never quite feel like they've got the depth that I really want from them, so... Um,
1: Maybe different papers.
0: I've got some really nice paper. It's definitely not the paper that's the problem. Okay. The paper is not the you the, the problem? Uh, yeah, I'm the problem. I, I've still got <laughs> You're a, not no problem. Uh, no, I probably am, yeah, but that's all right. Um, but no, that's lovely. Thank you very much for saying that. Uh, and that leads us on very nicely, actually, to the next one, Rach, from Richard Hall. Do you want to take that one?
1: Absolutely. So I think I think this might be our last one, yep. It so is. So our last email for today is from the lovely Richard Hall, um, who titled his A Question of Cleaning. Dear Sunbeams, first I need to say a big thank you for the shows during the lockdown. The usual mixture of good information and total nonsense <laughs> <laughs> has helped to keep the motiv- helped to keep me motivated and smiling. Thanks. We do pretty good nonsense, don't we, I think, Graham?
0: Oh, um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> um, I'll admit that I've struggled a bit with my picture taking during this time. Maybe I'm not very imaginative, but there's a limit to how many photos I want of the nearby streets. Part of the answer for me was to spend a bit of time going through my archives to think about any projects that might be suggested. I'm still thinking. It doesn't do to rush into things, but one direct outcome was the decision to make a postcard. With a bit of luck, an example has arrived arrived with you by post... by now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, I reckon postcards are a good alternative to zones. Uh, as uh, sorry, to zones, to zines, <laughs> as a way of getting your work out there. And Maxim's prices are very
0: reasonable. Maxim's, <laughs> oh, Maxim. Sorry, <laughs> what's that? So um, Maxim is the guy who um, created and runs Intrepid Cameras. mixam Sorry, is, Max. Is, uh, <laughs> and mixam is the um, oh, print dear. manufacturer. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And to be fair <laughs> to you,
0: Rick, it does say zones, not zines. That wasn't you goofing that. that okay. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, um,
1: Uh, I've used a lockdown to delve into colour processing. Ooh, and that's been good fun. I don't have any means of temperature control beyond a washing up bowl of warm water, but I've done four rolls so far and they've all had images of one sort or another. (laughs) Uh, But here's the question. Sorry, I know it's been a long time coming. Uh, How on earth do you get the negatives properly clean? It doesn't seem to matter how long I leave them rinsing. There's always some. There always seems to be um, white marks left behind when they've dried. Any handy hints would be welcome. Thanks again for a great show. Keep safe, Richard Hall. I think he's asked the wrong people, hasn't he? About <laughs> clean negatives. I don't um, know.
0: I mean, we, we know the theory, right? You were very good with the theory, <laughs> It's the practice. That. Uh... Um,
1: I mean, I'm I'm assuming. I am assuming here, but white marks sounds like it's very hard water.
0: So. Yeah yeah
1: and no matter no matter how much you rinse because because you're rinsing with water it's still going to be hard water so you're still going to have the, the white marks, unfortunately. It's to do with the pH balance and various other things, you know, in the water itself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, it's the so, limes
0: curl just literally forming. Yes, the, yeah. um, the
1: calcium and fluoride. Uh,
0: white, yeah. White, white yeah. I think the best advice that I've been given is because um, with colour developing, the last you, you know, develop, you bleach, you fix, or you do both together, um, then you wash... And then the last thing you do is stabilize, and that's the end of it. But you can, after you've done the stabilizer, use um, a, um, something like for Stop, um, not Ilfa Stop, um, the uh, for Toll, rather. The yeah, the watch, wetting agent. The wetting agent. You can still use that afterwards, it won't cause any harm. And using that in conjunction with non tap water. If you have hard water, as you've just said, Rach, you're always going to have this problem. So using the wetting agent in conjunction with. Um, like, like a bottled just, water or yeah, a, um, a
1: filtered water. Well, no, actually filtered. But, water Yeah, it out,
0: would it? bottled water really is the thing. Even if it's just like from the shop, just cheap bottled water from the shop, it's going to have. I mean, and it probably says on there what the pH is and what the residues like in it. But that's what I would do if you're having this problem, because you only need it for the last wash. You don't need to use lots, because the chances are, if you've again, if you've mixed up your chemicals using your tap water as you would have done, so all of that, so the stabilizer will have the hard water there. Um. I, I if you can it's best to mix up your chemicals using bottled water one cuz they'll mm. last better um and t- you won't have this problem but yeah that's what I would do if you're having that problem get bottled water and give them a rinse in um Ilfotol yeah yeah or um, whatever the yeah. Kodak alternative is uh, yeah. afterwards um and that should help with that because, yeah, it is just the residue from the water, unfortunately. Um, there's not much you can do about that otherwise. Um, but, yeah, it's good for them. And uh, as you may have guessed, I have one of Richard's postcards here. Um, oh, it arrived? Fantastic. It did, yeah. It did. I, the one thing I'm slightly baffled, I thought you might enjoy this postcard I had made for one of the Olympics. I hadn't counted on the Royal Mail being too large for it. Now, I'm not... So the postcard turned up mm-hmm. in an envelope, so I'm <laughs> not quite sure... What the problem oh. with the postcard was, maybe, I I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I got the lovely postcard, and it's a lovely picture of a, a rocky outcrop looking out across a moorland view with a very moody, dramatic sky, and a Ooh. rocky, craggy, rocky outcrop. Um, it looks very painterly. you calling Craggy Rocky. <laughs> craggy Rocky. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen him in recent years, he's looking pretty craggy. Um, but yeah, it's a lovely, very painterly scene uh, and beautiful shot. That sounds fun. Yeah, postcards are so much fun I I'd love yeah. seeing postcards So thank you very much for sending that in Richard um, That's wonderful I've got, I really must do it actually Maybe that means to be t- this week thing um, I've got a roll of colour film to develop And the chemicals have now been sat for the obligatory two months Since they were last used So I need to do that otherwise mm. they're going to be going bad Or have already gone bad Maybe i ought to find a roll of colour film I don't care about And do a quick test roll Just get it
1: done, yeah
0: So yeah, I need to get to that Um Thank you so much, everybody, for a wonderful collection of emails this week. Uh, great yeah. work. Please keep them coming in. We are loving hearing what you are doing um, whilst you're either trying to figure out how to fill up free time. Adjusting.
1: or trying to <laughs> Adjusting. <laughs> Just adjusting, I yeah. think, yeah. In whichever way that is. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um it is just it, we might all be
1: in different boats, right? But it's the same storm, I think, is is a kind of nice way of looking at it. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think I've got a shark swimming around my <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> um, but no, it's great. It's really lovely. Um and I'm really I'm I'm sure that many people out there will be doing stuff or have done stuff over the last week with Polaroids or this week with the pinhole stuff. Um so right and let us know how you got on with that. Um it, yeah, we would love to hear from you. It's just as we you know, as many people have said, Oh, you keep us sane with your podcast, uh, hearing from you is what keeps yeah. us sane here. <laughs> well Definitely. keeps us uh, whatever mm. passes for sane. Um should we do coffee, Rage? Let's.
1: Oh, uh, I uh, can't really see much. Is there supposed to be a lot of no, stuff? No, no, we've
0: only got only got a couple of things cool. to do this week. Okay, um, then yes, excellent. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yes, I've scrolled down. I can see.
0: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I can see everything. Um, so, we've just got a couple of people we want to say thank you to this week, a couple of uh, donors. Uh, the first one is previous emailer, um, Damien DeMeo, who, as we've mentioned, is at RollerPants on Instagram. I don't know, is Damien on Twitter, Rage? should have looked that up but he's definitely
1: on instagram Instagram. i i obviously follow him and chat with him occasionally on on instagram but i'm not sure about twitter sorry damien
0: he's a good follow um and damien says "Uh, hello friend i sorry i can't be donating more to the show but at least enjoy a cup of tea as a thank you for becoming a regular part of my life man was four weeks ago a very different world for us non-essential freelancers (laughs) uh no kidding um you you have (laughs) my siblings thank you so much damien as Thank we you, say Damien. every week, um, yes. we super appreciate these donations though we, rage, but
1: <laughs> yes, we do
0: um we also very much appreciate that people people's circumstances are different now everyone's circumstances are different now, but also financially everyone's circumstances have changed and um,
1: do whatever's right for you yes do what whatever's saying. right
0: for yeah. you absolutely we won't keep repeating and regurgitating it but do what is right for you Um, that is the most important thing to us Uh, the other person I want to say thank you to this week is Mike Rattle Uh, Mike has donated a few times so I've been trying to think um, because you know we know that Mike is an excellent documentarian so I mean uh, maybe some sort of position where he could be um, you know maybe making a documentary about the the inevitable uh, rise of the new lord post-COVID because I mean there is going. To, we haven't actually decided on who's going to take the Dark Lord position post um, post apocalypse, have we, Rach? Maybe, what, I mean, what are you
1: talking about, Graham? Well, I've try, lost you completely. To find, you
0: know, we've been trying to find positions for everybody in the post-apocalypse. Oh, world Oh, I that see. We're in, our, in
1: our coffee, um, uh, our coffee donation uh, HR roles. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that the Dark Lord will probably need a, a good um, documentarian to be sort of. Uh, it's it's all about the uh publicity and spin so i think mike oh, I definitely take that um <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming race you will inevitably be the i mean the dark lord that's going to be your role i i just right from the beginning you will be the dark lord i in thought this that feature. was
1: you know a given. beyond question yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: absolutely absolutely
1: <laughs> was that good
0: very good actually alarmingly good <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you thank you guys that was fantastic very much appreciated um and that about does it for this week doesn't it Rach? because um we've got oh, stuff to do
1: yes it's right it's how is it 10 to 1 already <laughs> you said that you were going to put this out a bit early hopefully
0: yeah that's the plan okay. i'm going to try and Which get this out is so. the plan
1: um just so that uh well we Obviously, we, at the moment, we don't know what everybody else is doing for um, Pinhole Photography Day. But uh, please let us know. Obviously, it would be fantastic to hear from you, either whether that's uh, about your experiences of Polaroid Week and how you got on and whether you enjoyed it or whether you broke cameras like me in frustration. Um, or, uh, or also for uh, Will Pinhole Photography Day today. And yeah, let us know. Keep us posted on what you've been up to and uh, yeah we look, always look forward to hearing from you guys it really does brighten our brighten our day when we see some lovely emails come through so thank you very much
0: yeah and if you are going to have a go at making a lockdown camera obscure at home don't forget to share the pictures on I think it's Worldwide worldwidepinholephotographyday.org I will put the link in the show mm-hmm. notes to where to show them share them to there and mm-hmm. I will also put the links for the um, how-to videos as well because that's super useful um, cool. like I said that, that's my plan for the afternoon I'm going to have a go at doing that <laughs> so we'll see how that fantastic. goes
1: fantastic do some how <laughs> um, Hashtags, yeah, hashtag WPPD twenty twenty things like that, yeah,
0: yeah. Because well, then w, we can all sort w, of, like, w, see w, what's going on. The worldwide pin, you know, WWP. No, it's, it's just one one oh, W. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was so, what
1: uh, I said, Graham.
0: I always think it was what would <laughs> <laughs> what would Percy Pinhole do?
1: <laughs> it was what I said. Already. <laughs> well, it
0: should have been what I said in any fair and just world. <laughs> hashtag <that's... laughs>
1: WPPD twenty twenty. There we go.
0: And also, um, my what would Percy pinhole doing to do, which is the thing that I'm starting now, which is WWBPT. No, don't do that. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
1: you got out of a week of doing analogue um, TV, didn't you, with uh, with Paul?
0: I did, I did. I wasn't feeling great. And also, to no. um, <laughs> add to me, not feeling great. Sinead um, wanted me to get involved with a family Zoom thing. So, oh, good. What, a, what a smashing combo. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. My brain
1: plus family quiz yeah hey? Yay. <laughs> But
0: i think it was a win-win for everybody because instead of ever we got the fabulous marina instead of me and hamish gill uh, yeah. significantly less fabulous hamish gill but um yeah no, so it, was that a, was...
1: it was a great show There, i really enjoyed and uh, really enjoyed that as well um but there wasn't a velvet jacket quite as spectacular <laughs> as yours graham so you
0: know. what's even the point <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, thanks ever so much, everybody, for being so fab and for listening to us waffle on again. Um, as always, uh, we're hopefully going to be back with a show um, this week. I mean, that's always the hope, isn't it? It's always the hope. <laughs> we, we,
0: can, we can't really do much more than that. <laughs> hopefully.
1: Yeah. Ah, so I'm going to get my uh, get my pinhole camera, going to get my phone timer and light meter app ready. I'm going to go and shoot some stuff yay so go shoot film be nice everybody
0: yeah we'll play you out as always with the fabulous remortgaging the nest of hairs from the amazing band Schnauzer thank you so much to those guys Uh, and until we're back again whenever that may be in this fabulous future have a lovely week have a lovely week